great. You've been loading up on things from Walmart? Yeah, I used my new Capital One Walmart Rewards card. It earns unlimited 5% back on everything I buy from Walmart online. Say what? 5% back. Say what? 5% back. Say what now? 5% back. With what? The Capital One Walmart Rewards card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart online on top of Walmart's everyday low prices. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One USA NA. Hey, we are making progress. Oh my gosh. You have come up with a good title for the podcast, so we officially have a name now. All right. The Reality Bites Podcast. And that covers everything. Wasn't that a movie in the 90s? It was a movie Who in the 90s. Who was in that? Winona Ryder? I was going to say Winona Ryder. I feel like Ethan Hawke, maybe. Christian but I'm not... Slater? Is that whole, I feel like there are a, all whole, of them. a whole group of actors who are very um, visible in 90s movies, so it was, <laughs> it was three of them, right? I think so. Anyways, uh, I also love your organization, Jay. <laughs> Jay uh, has made us printouts that list all of the couples from 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, their ages, where they're from, so that we can stay on top of our game. Just makes it easier to take notes. And deliver the best content possible. (laughs) You and I were both just saying that we're a little bit confused about what we've seen and what we haven't and where we actually are in the season because I've been watching some of the content on YouTube. I've been watching some of the episodes on demand. So I think as of right now, you and I have both seen up to the same point. Correct. Because the on demand and on YouTube, they only show you the first half of the kind of premiere episode for whatever that week is. So Sunday, it'll be a two hour special, but we've already seen the first half of that first, the first hour. half. So as of right now, you and I have seen the first hour of episode two. Correct. Episode two will air Sunday night on TLC. After Sunday night, we should be on the same page, all caught up. We have seen up to the same point. Correct. And as of right now, I'm not sure if we have or not, but we'll figure that out as we go. <laughs> you know how I know that we're actually we actually have something here. How's that? We already got a message from the correction police. Uh oh. So I am part of a Facebook group. Don't okay. don't make fun of me. The Facebook group is for people who watch reality TV. So I posted that we were doing this podcast in that Facebook group, and I got a message back probably, I don't know, an hour or two later that said, correction, all capital letters. Oh, boy. I'm like, oh, here they come. Uh, we said Stacy's fiance was from Armenia, and he is from Albania. Albania, that He's is from right. Albania, so how dare you, Jay I Stiles? apologize. How that dare is, you? That is on me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, whatever. Same difference, though, right? Albania, <laughs> Armenia, like... I don't know about What's Albania the difference? And Armenians <laughs> would agree with that statement, but... <laughs> the only thing I know about Armenia is that that's where the Kardashians are from, right? Aren't they Armenian? I believe the Kardashians are Armenian. I don't know any Albanians, I don't believe, well, but... F- Fabian, or Fabio, or... What, now, well, now we're going to get another message that we've messed up his name, whatever Fabio his name was is. Albanian? I thought he was Italian. Okay. We... Albanian. Okay. Did you just say Italian? Uh, Fabio, isn't that like an Italian name? (laughs) I'm like, how are you mixing up Armenia and Italy now? Okay, so before we jump into all of the meat and potatoes, and there were some cringe-worthy moments. Oh my gosh. In part one of episode two. Do you have any big weekend plans? 
Um, no. I always look forward to seeing you after a weekend because I feel like you have the best budget tips of anyone <laughs> I know. One day was it that I saw you and you were like, oh yeah, my family, we went and saw Hobbs and Shaw and there were six of us and, and Hobbs and Shaw is a new movie. This is not a movie that's already been out for like two years and you, you said that all six went to the movies for $40. All six of us went and for $40. I can spend $40 at the movie just by myself. We all got our own little individual popcorn and we all got our own ice. So $40 included tickets to the movie, popcorn, and an icy. Yes. I'm. I on Monday. You're gonna come in and be like, "Oh yeah, all ten of our family members went to a five star restaurant Saturday night. We only spent twenty dollars." Like you need to do your own budget lifestyle. I'm going to Carowinds this weekend, actually, but I can't tell you quite about the budget saving measures because Carowinds finds out they might kind of shut it down. So. Oh, you, so you have tricks and tips. Oh, a few tricks. I'll tell so you off. Carowinds air. is an amusement park in Charlotte, North Carolina. In case you're listening to this podcast and you don't live in the area and you don't know what that is, it's kind of like Six Flags or Bush Gardens or Kings right. Dominion or whatever um and those places can be very expensive but apparently jay has hacked the system there too <laughs> so i uh i mean forty dollars for me is like one night at the movies i mean that's even on the low end if i'm going to one of those theaters that serves alcohol oh that's true yeah that's, then all of a sudden that can get it's pricey. like 100 bucks just for me you know <laughs> although normally i sneak wine in oh, see, in my purse you have your own little tricks i pretty much sneak wine in everywhere i go <laughs> I went and saw Dear Evan Hansen, which is like a Broadway show, and my friend and I, we are not of the theater crowd, and so I sneak wine in in my purse because <laughs> it's the thing, and I was so shocked because I really thought we were going to get super judgy looks by the people around us, and instead, people were like really impressed oh and almost God. jealous, I think. I sensed some jealousy that we had our own little containers of boxed wine. They're all they like, not. mental note for next time. That's what they're thinking. That's right. That's right. Take, put it in your purse. As long as you don't get searched, you're good to go. That's it. <laughs> That's the secret. I am getting a haircut this weekend. Awesome. Did I tell you what happened last week? Okay, I was going to say, I thought you got a haircut last weekend, but that didn't actually happen. Didn't actually happen because in regards to what I just said about how much wine I drink, <laughs> after a couple glasses of wine, everything seems like a good idea. So the results of what is about to happen this weekend are to be determined because last weekend I made an appointment to get a haircut. I had totally forgotten that I had made the appointment until I get up Saturday morning and I get the reminder text and I'm relatively still new here. I haven't had a haircut in ages. So I turned to the neighborhood Facebook group to get recommendations for where I should get my haircut. Okay. And I live for my neighborhood Facebook group. Like right now, there's this whole drama because last night somebody changed the name of the group. Ooh. And this morning, people are very upset about it <laughs> because our neighborhood, I live in a neighborhood called Rosewood. So the neighborhood Facebook group is called Rosewood Neighbors or Rosewood Neighborhood. Last night, somebody changed it to Rosewood Riff Raff. And the, <laughs> oh, man. the lifers, I call them the lifers, the people who you know, they have lived in that neighborhood their whole life and they are very passionate about everything that happens there. They are not happy about the name change. They have started petitions to get the name changed back. They have, they're coming up with lists as to like why it, we should not be known as the Rosewood Riff Raff <laughs> Neighborhood Group. It is next level, but... I digress. I originally went to the neighborhood Facebook group to get recommendations for where I should go get my haircut because I'm relatively new in town, haven't had a haircut in forever. So this one salon kind of kept popping up and I'm like, cool, I make the appointment, forgot that I had made the appointment, get the reminder text Saturday morning. My appointment's at 2.45. I show up 10 minutes early, but getting a haircut's like going to the doctor. They're never on time, always running a little behind. I know that's to be expected. I sit there for about 10, 15 minutes and the hairstylist that's going to cut my hair comes out and says, 
I'm running behind. It's going to be another 10 minutes. Is that okay? Sure, no problem. They had given me a glass of wine while I was waiting. <laughs> I was right as rain. I was, I was good. I was good to go. So where I'm sitting in the reception area, I can see all of the other hairstylists. I can see they're in this like room and I can see that there's only two people there cutting hair. It's a guy and a girl. My appointment's with the guy. So right about three o'clock, this woman walks in the door and she's on her cell phone and she says to the receptionist, she says, oh, is he here? Like, is he with someone? And she says, yeah, he's with someone, but you can go on back. And I'm like, there are only two stylists back there. And one of them is male. And that's who I have my appointment with. And what is she doing here? Sure enough, she walks back. They exchange glances, whatever. She comes out, sits in the receptionist area where I am, the waiting room. Next thing I know, he pops around the corner. He totally forgot that he had somebody else coming in at three o'clock. So after I've been sitting there for 25 minutes, he like sends me away. He's like, oh, we're going to have to reschedule. (laughs) My gosh. So that was why I did not get my hair cut last weekend. Well, last night, as I'm watching episode two of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, my neighbor texts me and says, can you come over and kill a spider in my house? (laughs) He is like deathly afraid of spiders. So me... After a couple glasses of wine, get up off the couch, go over to my neighbor's house. I will kill the spider because I'm a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. And and so I proceed to kill the spider for him. And somehow I must have brought up that I'm going to try to get a haircut this weekend because of what happened last weekend. And he says to me, well, I'll cut your hair for you. Oh, perfect. Because, quote unquote, he used to do hair. Now, I have no idea how long ago. I have no idea what type of salon he worked at. I have never seen the type of haircut that he can give. But after two glasses of wine, everything seems like an okay idea. Oh, boy. So I said, okay. So my neighbor, who used to cut hair. And who's scared of spiders. And is deathly afraid of spiders, is going to cut my hair Sunday at 11 a.m. And I have no idea what's I mean, the results are to be determined. I mean, I hope it's like riding a bike. I hope it's not something you kind of forget how to do. I mean, I hope. He's like, oh, that's what those things do. Okay, okay, I got it now. Scissors, scissors, <laughs> shears. Yes, they, they, yeah. Um, I might come to work Monday with a bag over my head. I have no idea <laughs> what is going to happen, and I can't get out of it now. What am I supposed to do? Say, listen, I was drunk when I agreed to let you cut my hair last night. <laughs> you can't. This is not a good idea, because if you butcher it, then it could cause tension between us. Like, I don't. I mean, I guess you could just tell him, hey, I, just, I was just going to go in for like a really slight trim. Just, but that's you know. not what's about to happen. Does he I, know that? Did you already tell him? I You're, did. You specify. Oh, I did. I told him what I, what I was going to try to do. Mm. And now he's like, we're going to do it in his living room. Um, <laughs> so send well thoughts and wishes. But yes, this all occurred while I was watching episode two, the first part of it, at least, of 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days. Which, just to recap, we're now three hours into this show. Yes. And no one's gone anywhere yet. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that people would start traveling a little bit. Come on, TLC. We got to move it along. Like, by the, I get first episode is backstory. Beginning of second episode, we need butts and planes headed to foreign lands. Yes. Um, so last night, we're going to start with, uh, the fact that Avery is 19. She lives in Ohio, all American girl who decided to convert to Islam. Met a guy online named Omar. He's 24. He lives in Syria. Oh my gosh. 
She has told her best friend's parents that they're getting married in Lebanon in a couple of days. And then Avery's mom thinks that Avery is coming back to the U.S. to file all the paperwork so that Omar can come here. But Avery has other plans. Yep. She's already decided she is moving in. She's going to stay. Now, when she starts telling more of like Omar's backstory about how he lived in Aleppo and his his town got bombed and then he was essentially homeless and had to move to another part of Syria and like you can see and hear the concern in her best friend's parents voices now that was in episode one I think but the kicker here is that Avery hasn't told her mom and where we pick up in episode two Avery's mom wants Avery to wear her wedding dress which is strapless sweetheart right shows the shoulders and the arms which is you know you don't in in the Muslim religion it's it's all about being modest and staying covered pretty much from head to toe but the thing is is that you know her mom obviously knows that she's you know converted to islam so her mom should have had a pretty good idea that this dress is not going to be acceptable not going to work now i did think her mom had a valid point when she said you know i get that omar doesn't want you to dress this way but after a while you're not going to want someone telling you what you can and can't wear all the time like that's going to wear off it might be difficult for me to bite my tongue if i hear him say that he doesn't like the way you're dressing you should let him have his opinion I'm worried that my mom's going to try to convince me not to marry Omar. Ten years, you're not going to like him telling you what to wear. On the other hand, you know, it's not his personal preference that she not dress a certain way. It's part of the culture. It's part of the religion. And, and out of respect for the new lifestyle, you know, you'd think her mom would be like, oh, OK, well, this is not what you can wear in a Muslim wedding. I don't see why she couldn't wear something underneath that's yeah, a dress, like kind of like, like a bodysuit right? or something like that, yeah. where you're not showing skin, but you still have the dress on to kind of honor her mother's, you know, wishes. They felt like there could have been a little more understanding between those two in that situation. Yeah, but. I also, uh, you know, at the beginning of the episode, Avery takes her two friends to one of those like gymnastics tumble places. And we saw Avery's hair, by we the did, way. We did, because she was doing some like flips and it flew off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> um, but the friends seemed shocked by the fact that Omar has never kissed a girl has never held hands with a girl yeah they definitely kind of fueled that stereotype about american women kind of being like fast and loose like oh what are you talking about yeah he hasn't done the jiggy jiggy as a no jiggy jiggy (laughs) that is a reference to another uh incarnation of 90 day fiance which there's not enough time to jump into that (laughs) storyline of aladdin and laura and anyways we did not see akini and benjamin at all i'm telling you they are keeping their story like super quiet there's not much going on maybe they're gonna come in hot part two of episode two but part one of episode two not at all yep but they haven't been edited out of the intro yet that's how you know the storyline is dead once they once they edit you out (laughs) of that opening you know montage so they're still in it so i guess there's still going to be a storyline there and right now my guess is that he's gonna go over there meet her and then she's gonna pressure him into getting engaged so that they can get married and he this is just my prediction is gonna say i'm not ready for that and he's just gonna come back to the u.s but we'll see all right up next angela who is 53 lives in georgia is about to travel to Nigeria to see Michael for a second time. She indicates that she has filed for the K-1 visa. They are currently waiting for it. She's going to go back over there because she has, they have some issues they need to work out. I love how she calls it the Instagram. (laughs) 
He like, loves the Instagram. The Insta- <laughs> He loves the Instagram more than he loved me. And like that's that probably was very not nice that I just tried to talk like her. But that's what she sounds like. It makes me feel like that he loves the Instagram more than he loves me. For uh, all that, I, I'm going to have to admit that my own bias led to shock and awe when I saw her taking care of the kids, which apparently are her grandkids? Her grandkids, yes. Okay. Let her swing and then you can, okay? I got six grandkids that I helped raise. They're all a handful. Sydney, you want me to push it? I call them, don't it? I wasn't expecting the grandkids to be biracial to look like my daughters. <laughs> yeah, well, her this this is something that I don't know whatever happened with it, but I heard that Angela is now has partial custody of the kids because the daughter got in some trouble. But before Angela is about to go back to Nigeria to see Michael, she's going to go look at wedding venues. I'm getting nervous. This is getting real. Dottie and I are checking out a venue that I have been eyeballing having Michael and I's wedding at. Hey, welcome to Cockpatch. Hey, nice to meet I'm you. I'm Doug. This is Dottie. Hey, nice to meet you. Uh, yeah. So she takes her friend, Dottie, Dottie and Doug. Doug is like the <laughs> coordinator at the wedding venue. <laughs> now he... His reaction was priceless. What did she say? She said she wanted it to be kind of a... Well, she said she wanted it to be like an African wedding. Yes. Mixed with like a traditional... Right. So she wants the ceremony to be American, and then she wants reception. the reception to be African-themed. And Doug... Who, His head almost exploded. He was like, well, we can barbecue a goat. That's about the extent of what we can do. And... Uh, <laughs> I want the American wedding, and then we'll turn the venue into African-style reception. How are you going to be able to do that? As far as African, I mean, we can barbecue a goat, but that's about as far as we can get. But I'm saying, can you? are you going to decorate that for African thing? As best we could. Angela started talking about her wedding. It was kind of funny. She wanted two different themes in a wedding, which I thought was kind of weird. But, hey, you know, pick your sin, and I'll help you accommodate it to it. I am so obsessed with Doug, I can hardly stand it. Um, but then, you know, the other thing is that, again, it's just really not unnerving to me, but I guess that I'm a little bit confused by is that on the low end of booking this venue, it's going to cost $4,000. And she says she can't afford that, which, again, lends to what I believe is that TLC pays for your ticket to go to this foreign country because a ticket from Georgia to Nigeria. Right has to be pricey it has to be at least two grand at, at least. least right and yeah. if she can't afford four thousand dollars for a wedding not only she's going over there so the plane ticket costs money you know while you're there i don't is michael paying for everything while she's there we don't we don't really know but she is about to travel back to nigeria to discuss the instagram <laughs> And Michael's apparent unwillingness to part with it. I mean, all things considered, four thousand didn't really seem like a whole lot for a wedding. It actually, well, seemed- what's the, av- the average cost of a wedding in the United States? I'm sure you could Google it, but I think I read somewhere it's like fifteen to twenty thousand yeah, I mean, dollars is the average cost. We got married. Me and my wife got married in Vegas uh, as a destination wedding. Did you do was- a little white wedding chapel? We did not know. It was like oh. more. It was more like a. It was that the flamingo has like a whole little wedding section in the oh, back the where they have hotel. I like yeah. that. That's so, fun. It was really nice, and uh, I would say that we probably spent somewhere in the five to seven grand total. That includes like the reception, uh, food for everybody, all that kind of stuff, wedding services. Which is, I think, a very cost-efficient way to do it, and that's why a lot of people choose to do like destination weddings, because you kind of get like an all-inclusive package and everything's taken care of, and it takes a lot of the stress out of the planning and whatnot. But the fact that I found it just weird, the fact that $4,000 is too much 
She was like, oh, man, I don't know about that. I also okay. find it kind of strange. Uh, <laughs> personally, the, the name of the venue, wasn't it the uh, Cotton? Oh, yeah, uh, the Cotton Patch. Felt like, ooh. ooh, ooh. <laughs> a wrong reference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe look elsewhere. There's going to be another venue in small-town Georgia <laughs> field somewhere you can get right. married in. <laughs> okay. Rebecca and Zied. Rebecca also lives in Georgia. Rebecca's 47. Zied lives in Tunisia. He is 26. The cringiest part of the episode is mom and daughter lingerie shopping together. I definitely want to find something, you know, some things that are like really sexy to wear. Okay. Will um, you come to fight? Let's awesome. got lots for you to awesome. try. I'm on. so excited. Thank All you. Right. I'll be right All back. Right. Look, pretty Look at that. It's kind of like a bustier. Yeah. Do you think it's a little ironic that you're going to like a Muslim country where they're very conservative and you're lingerie shopping? He's going to be okay with it. And I know he's going to love it. This has become kind of a theme with uh, the 90 Day Fiancés because the same thing happened where they went to go get, you know, adult items for a trip. Uh, who was Laura. Laura and uh, uh, Aladdin. Was it her, did her daughter go with her? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I get that people have different relationships with their parents. My mother and I <laughs> are never going lingerie shopping together. If my mother were on TV talking about sexting, I would be mortified. And the part that I'm just so glued to is that Rebecca and her daughter are in this lingerie shop and her daughter's asking her like, so are you guys going to have sex on the first night? And she's, she's like, like oh, within the first five minutes. And I'm like, if my mother ever said that, I, there's not enough brain bleach right. in the world <laughs> that could undo that for me. But I, I mean, to each his own. And if that's the relationship you have with your mom, great. But that's the part that I'm watching and I just like, I the whole whole storyline is out of this world but the fact that they were like there together and then her mom came out in the lingerie yeah and i'm like and she's like Ooh. oh <laughs> that was really odd and strange and the good news is, at least at the end of part one of episode two, we have Rebecca on her way to the airport. Now, Zied's not answering any of her texts or calls. She's trying to get a hold None of, of them, them. which has got to be a terrible feeling before you're about to get on a plane and fly internationally to another country. Hours, so yeah. a country you've never been to, to meet someone you've never met before, and they're not responding to your messages. Like, that was making me anxious. Um, but they get to the airport. We leave off with Rebecca on the plane. She is on her way to Tunisia to meet Zied. And she's going for 20 days. So she's going to be there for a good chunk of time. And I think the the saving grace to all of that is that if you go for a couple of days, it's like you're on vacation. Everything's right. fun. All the nice stuff. Doesn't seem real. Once you've been there for over a week, I think going into that second week, some of the the, the newness has worn off. Some of the, oh, wow, this place is a lot different than where I came from, starts to set in. It really does. So so there's a little bit of good news. At least she's going for three weeks. Do you think that after the first week, all that weird baby talk that he does, oh, my baby, you are so, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh. That. Super creepy. I know the internet's been talking about it, too, about. You know. Very you know. Breath like, he's very breathless when he's saying it, though. It's like, oh. You, oh, baby, I, you are oh, mine. I love you so much. Oh, my baby. I am with you all my life. I want to kiss you. Oh, oh. yeah, me too, baby. Yeah, yeah, it was very odd. Almost like he was he was listening to something and then saying <laughs> back what he yes. was listening to. It was a little bit bizarre. So I cannot wait for part two of episode two because she has to land at the airport and they have to meet face to face. That's it. We cannot do another hour of her just on the plane on her way to <laughs> An Tunisia. An hour of her in customs. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not watching that. Um, moving on to Tim and Jennifer. Now, Tim is 38. He lives in Charlotte. Uh, Jennifer is 25. She lives in Columbia. What I saw 
saw last night was kind of a continuation of Tim being at this going away party that his ex-fiance is throwing for him and everyone there is being super um, condescending, Very super condescending. rude and disrespectful. And Tim finally is kind of like, guys, this isn't cool. Like this, this woman could be my wife. And the ex gives Tim back the engagement ring that oh. he proposed to her with. And Tim's like, yeah, I guess it's kind of weird to use the same ring to propose to somebody else that you bought for. Yes, Tim, like go <laughs> pawn the ring and get a different one. Do not give this new girl the same ring that you proposed your ex with. Or I mean, no, that do is, people do that? People do do that. So, but I do think your advice is the best advice where, yeah, he should take the ring. Okay, thank you. Go pawn it. Get the money back. Some money back. Go get her something new and unique for her. Because I kind of feel like with Tim, it seems like he just doesn't make smart decisions. Right. And, and so well, I feel like he's going to mention the fact that this was my ex-fiance's ring at some point to his... He, oh, he'll tell her. Or she'll watch the show and she'll figure right. it and out. And she'll be like, be wait, what? Um, Jennifer very much reminds me of his ex-fiance. Okay, let's talk for a second about like Tim seems like a nice enough guy. But he is out kicking his coverage. His ex... Every single time. The new one. I don't know if it's the Ferrari like, or. But but they show him in his house, and it looks like a pretty meager. It's like a townhouse. It's nothing. He doesn't live in a mansion. It doesn't look like. It doesn't appear that he's like a multimillionaire. Maybe he has a nice car, but I can't quite figure out like why these very attractive women are so drawn to Tim. That's a good question. Well, uh, Jennifer did mention you know a dress that she wanted to purchase that was five hundred dollars, and that you know he helps her. She said that uh, oh well, you said you were gonna buy me take. That's shopping true. allow me to That's buy some true. clothes and i found a perfect dress and it's 500 dollars. and he was kind of like oh is that colombian dollars or is that u.s dollars right but i so. think so yeah i think maybe part of the problem with jennifer is that she thinks he has a lot more money than he really does and that could be an issue tim is not ugly but he's not super duper hot either <laughs> i mean or maybe he is and i just don't see it i don't know i find there's an imbalance even though, like I said, they're both relatively young, relatively attractive, there right. is still something out of balance there. And the other problem is, is to, you know, sometimes if you're not the most attractive, sometimes your confidence or your personality really exudes and it is very attractive to people. I don't really get that feeling no, from him either. Uh -uh. Like it doesn't seem like a super like confident, like really cocky, like super oh, outgoing, funny, or life super of the funny, party, uh, yeah. charming. He just yeah. seems kind of like oh, he's okay. He's a nice guy, whatever. Average run of the mill dude. All right. Well, the red flags between Darcy and Tom last night. <laughs> part one of episode two. Oh my gosh yes like the alarm bells were going off she so darcy goes and has cocktails with her sister stacy and her friend reyna tonight i'm going on a fun girls night out with my twin sister stacy and my good friend reyna honestly so, i feel like she's yeah. a different person she is like she's like she's just glowing, like glowing and smiling this yeah. relationship means the world to me the energy is amazing between us. We communicate well. We, we laugh, joke. Here's to love, life, and happiness, girls. Right. And she decides she wants to video chat Tom while she's out at this bar. And it reeks of just trying to show off and make her sister jealous. She seems very self-conscious or self, yeah, you know, self-conscious about her sister's relationship. She keeps bringing it up. She keeps bringing up the failure with Jesse. Yep. And she wants to show that, no, she I have so a- so badly wants this. I have this great relationship and you you need to see it here. I'm going to call him right now so you can see how my honey loves me. He's perfect. You know what? We need to just video chat him right now so you guys can see for yourselves. Oh, there you are. Wow. I have you here with the girls. What are you up to, handsome? I just got back from Grand Canary. It's a six-hour flight. What were you doing in Grand Canary? 
I went to visit my cousin, who's got a nice 60-foot yacht there that you can come and join me. We could go out for a couple of days. Amazing. That's how my... Mm, that's how you do. Tom just told me he wants to take me to Grand Canaria for a romantic vacation. She really wants to rub it in their face. She's like, oh, do you hear that, guys? Grand Canaria is an island. It's beautiful. I mean, hey, he said something Oh, and there's a yacht. Maybe that's where he'll (laughs) propose. Okay, he's not going to propose to you, Darcy. Like, I hate to break it to you. I don't think a proposal is in the cards between these two. I don't. Then, where things really kind of take a turn is Raina, the friend, starts video chatting with Tom, and Darcy's holding the phone, and Tom's like, show me your cleavage. And then Raina stands up, pushes her boobs together, and Darcy's kind of like, well, if he would do this in front of me, what would he do behind my back when I'm not around? Which is absolutely true. But also, Raina, like, she's a bad friend because it all started off with her saying, oh, Tom, yeah, you're, you're attractive. You're doable. I do you, Tom. Yeah. He's so much better looking than your ex. I do you, Tom. Do you think you guys are going to get it on like the first night? With you? With you? I'm not answering <laughs> Oh, that. wow. Oh. I don't need a jealous little bitch. Oh. I don't. I, trust me, I'm not jealous, honey. All right, yeah, I would. Wow. Okay. Okay, then. Ray's gonna show me a new Wow. Oh, he's hot. I think Tom's being a little flirtatious. It bothers me, but don't want to show that. It upsets me. Don't want to seem desperate. Yeah. Wait a minute. What friend just says Hang that? Hang on. <laughs> right Keep in front- time out. Right. What is happening right now? I mean, yeah, if that were my friend, I'd be like, okay, all right. And then right. Tom says, oh, Goodbye, really? Raina. Am I doable? Oh, well, then you should probably show me some cleavage then. And yeah, then, it yeah, was that whole situation. super weird. It was super weird. And you can, weird. See it, you can see it on her face where she's like, oh my gosh, what is happening? What is happening like, right Everything now? is breaking down in front of me. What is going on? <laughs> the train is going off the tracks and Darcy can't look away. And so she's just letting it happen. <laughs> and it was definitely an alarming moment because it really does play into this whole idea that he is not taking this seriously. But then again, he did buy her a ring and she put it on and then he posted it on his social media a yeah. picture of her wearing the ring so i I don't know. I think maybe he has led her to believe that it's more serious because when there's the distance and it's all being done online, it's easy to fall into that. It is. Um, you know, oh, I'm the man for you. We're going to be together. I'm what's been missing in your life, yada, yada, yada. But when faced with the prospect of her being there in person, it's kind of like, ooh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. You know what I mean? And he would be actually the opposite of Tim uh, from Tim and Jennifer, where he does kind of exude a lot of confidence. Yeah. He's kind of very self-assured. He's yeah. kind of like, he has the boldness to to be like, oh yeah, your uh, your best friend over there says I'm um, doable. Show me some cleavage, right? Without right. that even is a, that is a different level of cockiness. Without even a second thought, like he didn't even. I'm sure in his head he didn't even think it's going to be a problem no. that Darcy is going to say anything about this situation, right. and, and she didn't. So yeah, all right. Last but not least, Caesar and Maria. Nothing new has really happened. And well, the war ended, so that's good. The, right, and he does tell her, hey, you can fly out. Like I looked into it. <laughs> Book your ticket. Like, enough with this Russia invaded the Ukraine. If that's even true, we don't, at this point, we don't even know if she was, if she completely made that up or not. It has to be because immediately after she's like, okay, fine. Yeah, I'll I'll book my ticket. (laughs) I live here. I live here in the war zone, but if you say I could buy a ticket, I'll go ahead and do it. And she's now tried to get out of this trip. You know, she canceled twice before when he's tried to, to fly to the Ukraine to meet her. Now this trip to Mexico, she has tried to get out of. And sure enough, Caesar goes and asks his boss, 
to borrow money so that she can buy her ticket. Sends her, I think he sends her, I thought he sent her $800 to book her ticket when he's at the Western Union money wiring store. And he calls her and she's being super mean and trying to push his buttons. And he's just like, baby, I love you. And and it's going to be okay. And we're going to have such an amazing time in Mexico. And she's like, okay, whatever, whatever you say. I will say though, she does say I love you back a lot for someone who, because throughout all their conversations, she's, she's pretty much, you know, very uh, quick, short, like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh, but no. I also think she knows that's how she's got to keep this going. I mean, it, she's getting money from this guy every single month. And every time he says, I love you, she says, I love you too. It's, she leaves him. What do they call it? The, the Disney way. Okay. So when I was, I was on a plane one time and I was sitting next to this woman who was like a Disney executive and she was the most fascinating person I'd ever met. And she was telling me that like the Disney philosophy is that the most important part of someone's trip is the very end because that's what they remember. You want to leave them with a positive impression because that's what they're going to remember. Because at the end of their vacation, if they're wandering around the parking lot and they can't find their car and checkout is super complicated and it takes way too long, then they leave frustrated. And that's what they leave remembering. So you they they go to like extra lengths to make sure that the end of someone's trip is the easiest, stress-free, best part of it. Mm. So that's what Maria's doing. Maria's like, I'm going to be a bitch. <laughs> but as long as I say I love you at the end of the call, I love you too, I still got him. He's still on the hook. That's what it is. That, I think that's her approach and that's her philosophy. Oh, Caesar. Caesar is now apparently going to fly down to Mexico. We do see in a preview. He goes to Mexico. So yes. that part we know. We still have no idea if she shows up or not. I'm guessing she doesn't. She can't show up. She's not showing up. Does anybody show up? That's the question. Does anybody show up? To be determined if, in fact, Maria shows up in Mexico. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see. I don't think we're going to get it in part two of episode two, though. I think that's going to be episode three. Because what I've noticed already about the way TLC drags this out is that even in the next episode, they replay footage from the previous episode. That is true. So, so there, there's, I, th- I think we still got a ways to go before we find out what's going to happen between Caesar and Maria. But this poor guy, I mean, it's almost sad. You know, a lot of times you can watch these storylines. You don't really feel that bad for the person. For him, like, I actually feel really bad for him because I think he's getting scammed, catfished, taken advantage of. And now he's out a lot of money. He really is. But and... plot twist, what if we're wrong? Like, what if she's like, her plane just got delayed, so she doesn't make it to dinner that night, and the next morning, there's like, Maria. Hey. And she has an engagement ring, and like, hey, we're... And they live happily ever after. I mean, that's the the twists and turns on this show. I mean, sometimes you just never see them coming. That would be the best. They just move to Jacksonville, North Carolina, and start a life. Don't see it happening, but maybe. <laughs> who knows? To be determined, as well as my haircut, as well as how Jay is going to get into an amusement park. <laughs> for a quarter of the price, a fraction of the price of everybody else. Will you tell us your tips and tricks when you, after you've gotten in, after it's happened? Well, so this is kind of an ongoing thing. Every time I go, there's oh, t- certain oh. things that you can do to kind of reduce some of the cost. And I actually did learn it from somebody else. Kind of like your friends who watch you, you know, sneak wine in your purse and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. I'm, oh, you saw someone else I saw do someone it. else. I'm like, oh, shoot. That is genius. All right. Well, at some point over the course of this podcast, I'm going to get some of these tips and tricks out of you because you're good at saving money and I'm good at spending it like like there's no tomorrow and it's a problem. Spending uh, like you're Maria. <laughs> yeah. Spending like Maria. Living like Maria. Uh, 90 Day Fiance episode two. The full episode will air Sunday night. We'll be back Monday with a new podcast episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a good weekend. All right.